Welcome, everybody, to Ray's Typical. It is a great, great evening. It's a great Tuesday night. Wherever you are, welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight. Tonight, we have a great, great guest, Michael Former. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to our show. Um, you know, what was the process like to get your book published? Because my mom is writing a book. Did it take a long time? Uh, yeah, it, it was a process. I, it, it took over a year to get it published. Um, and that was over a year once we had agreed to, I, you know, I found the publishing company and we had signed the agreement. And it's, it's a lot of steps. You first of all, have to sign an agreement so you have a clear understanding of what each other's role is and what the financial uh, arrangement is. Yeah. Uh, second thing is uh, they <clears throat> go through the book and they do uh, a, a brief overview of the editorial where they'll look at a couple chapters, come back to you and suggest, here are some things you may want to think about as you go through the book and create what's going to be your final edit before we do a full editorial review. So I, I did that line by line and went through, did the edit. And I submitted it to them. Then they did the full editorial review with the professional editors. Mm -hmm. uh, after the full review, then the next step was we started working on design. Um, yeah. I made suggestions in terms of uh, what the cover would look like. You know, so the the cover that I came up with, I found a photo that I just loved. I love and, it. Uh, thank you. And so we worked on the design of the cover. We worked on the layout of the book. Um, as I'm reviewing it, I'm looking at where the picture placement is to see if it it hits right at the right flow of the story. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we go through that whole process. Uh, we they finally do the final layout. You have to do approvals on the final layout. Then you start yeah. working on the promotional scheme. And I'm drafting text for the uh, for the promotional scheme. So it was there was a lot of steps. It was a lot of steps as far as what I do a second. One, I mean, it was it was a lot more work and required a lot more time than I had expected. Um, as far as the second one, ironically, this actually is my second book. Wow. Uh, first one, I never published. I wrote it. Uh, had I had my vice president of editorial, who had retired, asked him to do the editing of it. Okay. I had uh, a friend of mine, had a friend who was a professional author, Christian author, who did a review and provide some comments. Wow. And just as it was all coming together, I was finalizing it. That's when the cancer hit and that became my focus. Mm -hmm. So I just never finished it at some point. I might, uh, I probably scares my wife because uh, she knows <laughs> how many hours I spend in this office when I'm working on these things, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's something that we've talked about, right? With mom and yeah. she, in her book and mm -hmm. we're, we're leaning towards the idea of self-publishing only because uh you know if if you get real popular which we don't even know if that would happen but if that were to happen um, never know yeah you never know yeah they always say you know publishers always want a second book and mom is like nah I, i'm a one and done you know i'm a, I'm a one and yeah. done i'm not looking to do two um you never so, know mom you never know it's very time consuming yeah it's very time consuming Really you know, for, for me, the, the writing part I love. I mean, for me, that's a passion. And it has been for a number of years. But uh, but it is, it's very consuming. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. 
Yeah. Uh, just a quick shout out to all the viewers. Thank you for bearing with me with all the tech. Uh, we're we're still working on our sound and stuff. Hopefully, it's all good now. Keep sending uh, comments if you have problems. We'll do our best to fix them. Just wanted to address that. Yep. That's very patient fans, which I appreciate. Yeah, fans. <laughs> Give it up for our fans. Give it up for the fans. <laughs> um, All right, so I'll read the next question. Okay. So, um, do you have a good relationship with God when you are going through tough times? Because we need to, we need to, we, if we need to, we can pray at all times, even, even day or night. Was it hard to pray sometimes? Um. Yes, to answer your first question, my relationship with the Lord as we began our series of trials, uh, my relationship was very strong. I, I love the Lord. I mean, I, I came to know the Lord when I was around 10. Wow. Uh, when I got into my late teens and early 20s, I drifted and uh, went through a period, a little bit of period of rebellion, but the uh, Lord was incredibly patient and uh, lovingly drew me back in my late 20s and for years I had uh, studied God's word uh, prayed every day uh, studied his word every day so my relationship was was very strong but one of the things that, that really shocked me was uh, as we went through all these trials mm -hmm. there are things that you know but they are sort of up here. Mm. But when you're going through the trials, they go here. Wow. And so God really used certain things that I knew and impressed upon my heart what that really meant. And then there were other things that I learned along the way. But, uh, and I should probably just outline the trials, I'll try to do it quickly, but um, there were a long series of trials. It started with my brother, who was diagnosed, Dan, who was diagnosed with Lewy body's dementia. Mm. Uh, Lewy body's dementia was a horrible, horrible disease. Uh, it uh, attacks the body and eventually puts you yeah. in a wheelchair. It uh, attacks the mind. It attacked my brother's genius IQ. Wow. And uh, he started to have memory issues, which he'd never had before. Uh, and then in the late stages, it gives you hallucinations. Uh, so, and then the life expectancy is seven years, which is just how long he lasted. And around that time, we lost a whole bunch of other family members. Uh, his wife, Kathy, who Chris and I, my wife, Chris and I were so, so close to, uh, we did so much with Dan and Kathy. She was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. Wow. And uh, she died a year and a half after Dan did. We uh, also lost Chris's mom to kidney cancer, her dad to uh, a cardiac condition. Uh, my younger brother, he, his, he called me one day, he's crying, I had heard cry since he was a child. And uh, he told me that, uh, he says, uh, I said, what are you crying about? What's wrong? What's wrong? He said, Sue. I said, what about Sue? She's dead. I said, she's what? She had dropped dead of a heart attack. So uh, we just, we lost these countless family members. And, and then uh, one day as, as Chris is uh, coming home from running some errands, she stops at the end of the drive, gets out of the car to get the mail. As she gets out of the car, she thinks it's in park, slips into reverse. The door hits her, knocks her to the ground. 
and the front wheels swing around and run over her midsection. And she nearly died that night. Uh, we had a conversation with a physician. Well, she went through, after her accident, they rushed her to the hospital. They did surgery that night to stop the internal bleeding. They did uh, uh, second surgery to, uh, to repair the femur bone in her right leg. And then they did a third surgery, which was the most uh, challenging surgery to repair the uh, four broken areas in her uh, pelvis area. And uh, it was, it was, it was horrific. And uh, so she uh, spent 10 days in a hospital. She spent a month in her physical rehabilitation center. And then she spent uh, uh, a time at home, slowly working her way to wheelchair, then a walker, then a, then a cane, and then eventually to walking again for a recovery process for three years. Wow. And we'd just, just gotten about a year out of that uh, when I was diagnosed with cancer and I had cancer in my cheek area, left cheek area. Uh, they were concerned. It was wrapped. There was a, it was a lymph node that was wrapped around it and it was right near a nerve bundle. Uh, so they went and did surgery, had radiation therapy. Uh, and after several months, they declared me in remission. Uh, a year later, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And um, uh, then I ended up in the hospital for 10 days, or I'm sorry, uh, seven days. And uh, with uh, getting chemo 24 hours a day for five straight days, uh, then I had follow-up sessions of chemo, was declared remission, and then a year later, the Don Hodgkin's lymphoma was back. And, uh, and with that, I went through, I was in the hospital for a month, the third time. Uh, went through a stem cell transplant, and I had follow-up uh, treatments after that. So it was a long, difficult period of trials. Yeah. As far, far as the prayer is the last question, you know, was it hard to pray? Not for me. I, I just, I prayed like I never prayed before. Uh, I, I spent so much time seeking Lord because it was beyond what I could handle. Mm. And yeah, yeah, for sure. I was, I was just going to say, um, that's incredible. Like when you went through that stuff, it reminds me of a movie. Like, do you ever think that, like, we talked about this at lunch yesterday. Do you ever think, that your book should turn into a movie and who would play you as you? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it'll ever turn into a movie. I mean, writing the book, I had, I had one goal and one goal in mind. Uh, um, and that was, there were so many things that the Lord taught me as, as I went through this and so many ways that he helped me, so many ways he grew me. And I just wanted to be able to share it with, with others so that if others are going through a difficult time, they would, uh, they would be helped by it. So that's, that's been my goal all along and that continues to be my goal. Now, I've gotten some, some encouraging feedback from a number of people. And uh, so we're off to a good start, but I, that's my prayer that God will just use it. Yeah. It's, it's honestly something that's so important in the sense of, I think from, from my perspective, there were a handful of people who had similar experiences to me and they were like, Hey, we're here. You know, this, this was my experience. And all of those times and discussions and conversations were so helpful mm -hmm. because 
I felt alone, even though I knew there were people around me, but having someone with a similar experience or some kind of relatable experience really made me feel like there were people that were, were around me. Um, and interesting, it ties into my next question and it was like, do, do you ever, or did you ever get to a place where it was like just like inconvenient or too hard to share the story. Cause like for, for me, right. It's, it's not this huge string of trials. It was kind of one mm-hmm. thing. And so it's easy to, to say, you know, this was mm-hmm. my issue. And then there, but for you to have so many things back to back where there are times where you're just like, I just don't want to go into it. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Uh, that question. <laughs> it's funny. We, we are, uh, Chris and I lead a grief share group. And that's one of the things that we talk about a lot and grief share is, is sometimes it's just hard to share what you're going through. Um, for, for us, I think one of the things that was interesting, it came along, and again, this is the, one of the blessings that came along, was there's a uh, service called Caring Bridge, which mm-hmm. is on the internet. And Caring Bridge allows you to post updates on what's going on as you're going through a difficult period, difficult trial, and, and then share it with others. And uh, we, when Chris had her accident, we started using Caring Bridge because people were calling me all day long. Uh, How's Chris doing? Is she okay? And, all. and this way we were able to share, but mm-hmm. reach a lot. We started telling everybody we knew about, hey, go to Caring Bridge if you want updates. And people still called me and I still got some, and, and some you know, ongoing conversations, but we shared a lot. And it was interesting. The thing that was nice about it was rather than being on the spot having to respond, it gave us an opportunity to reflect on it, think about it. And when we were ready to, to write a response to mm. what was going on and put it up on the uh, site. So yeah. it, was, it was a great blessing for us. Yeah, that's a, a great use of technology mm-hmm. and like the current world climate that we're in yeah. um I, yeah. I thought about something interesting and, and similar to that what was just the idea of of sharing experiences and and what a great use of of some you know people complain about social media and, yeah. and you know the negative effects technology or have. tiktok for example yeah sure yeah um but what a, what a great way to use technology to share um and then really you know i i think from also a simple you know like an easy term you you type it out once and then it's typed out <laughs> and so you don't have yeah. to you know continue to yeah. discuss it and say it again and again um and I, that that makes yep. it easier for sure too so that i'm was, just gonna just here. throw it under the not phone under the but i'm gonna i just wanted to say the yep. next question when you were cancer free did you jump for joy well i would it, it that would be exciting news did <laughs> it, how did the change go for you when you heard that news well, you know, it was interesting because I had very, it's a good question, and I had various stages. I mean, when I had the uh, cancer in my cheek area, and uh, and then I was, I like, had my last treatment, they determined that I was cancer-free. They had this tradition where you go down to ring this bell. I rang the bell, and I was excited. I thought, oh, thank you, Lord. I've, I've had cancer. Check that box. Mm. And... Uh, so that was the first time. The uh, second time, uh, after I had gone through the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, 
the same process where you go through the whole of these different treatments and then you get down, you ring the bell. I was, I was celebratory, but at the same time wondering, okay, is this, is this the, hopefully this is the, I thought my cancer or my, my experience with cancer was already behind me. Mm. And here I had a sec, second event and a year later, to my surprise, uh, I was lifting weights at the gym and I felt this lump in my bicep and uh, I went to an uh, orthopedic specialist. I thought it was something to do with something I pulled and they did some tests and told me that cancer was back. Mm. Uh, so that one, that one, that would hit me hard. Uh, so, you know, so that, that one hit me each, each time was, was, you know, a little more challenging. But uh, when I finished, you know, each time you get done, you say, oh, thank you. I'm so, so glad I'm fine because the treatment is hard. The mm -hmm. people were so caring that they did the treatment, but it was hard. Uh, but I'm now five years out. So praise amazing. the Lord. And, uh, That's amazing. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. it's exciting. But, but, you know, I just, uh, one thing I think it's changed is I just count each day as a blessing. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know when the Lord's going to call me home, but every day I'm just thankful yeah that's definitely something uh, it's funny i've been thinking about recently like people you know in my age bracket i'll say 20 to 40 mm -hmm. i'll just i'll group a giant group of people together but i feel yeah. like for the most part we can take that thought process for granted um because we mm -hmm. really convince ourselves that like we're so young that they're like we've mm -hmm. got so much time left um, and it's, yeah. it's not even always a conscious thing, right? It's not even like I'm just right. consciously throwing each day away. We just like convince ourselves that, oh, I've got plenty of time. And so what's yep. one day here and one day there? Um, yep. And so being being in each moment in each day, I think, is a really essential way to live. And then God could blow the trumpet tonight. He can go. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's true, man. He could. <laughs> he could blow right now. We'll be That's in, very true, man. The, in the middle of know, the show, everything goes dark. Uh, show, show could be over. But there'd be like like Jesus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, hey, look, I wouldn't mind. All right, you know, I'd be, I'd be ready. But I would also still. I, look, you know, th that's a it's a whole different com conversation topic, but like. That's not got to be a hard choice for the Lord, right? Like, when do you blow that trumpet? Because, because at what point do you say, like, all right, enough people? Like that to me, right? Like that's the hard thing for me is like, do you wait two more days, three more days, six more years? You know, I, it's like He knows when, of course, and and He yeah. knows best for sure. Um, but I'm very glad I have nowhere near that amount of responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> You and I both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna throw Ben for a little bit of a loop here. I'm gonna switch some things around. But I, okay. we're, we're talking about it, and I'm I'm interested in it. Has the the flow of your trials has it kind of created any anxiety that you may have another big trial like again? Has the fact hmm. that things have shown up again has that created any kind of anxiety for you? Uh. I, I mean, I, I will be honest, you know, when I was after my third third bout, uh, as I would go and meet with the oncologist, I, I would get to the point I wasn't even thinking about it. You know, I, I was going about busy with life. And then I would go in, I would get my test and I'm thinking, wow, well, I hope they're not going to find that it's back. Mm. But uh, on a day to day basis, it didn't give me a lot of anxiety. Mm. Um, 
good. I think, you know, I was probably more anxious in the beginning. And I think that uh, as time went on, I came to trust more that God had, regardless of what the outcome, whether when he was bringing me home. But uh, it's I just, it's just got, as I grew closer and closer to the Lord, mm-hmm. I came to just be more trusting, I think. And, and, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about trust a little later on, because there was an issue and a lesson I learned, yeah. which uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk about a little bit later. But. Sure, sure. Uh, we have actually a, a question from a guest that I think follows this train of thought and is interesting for okay. sure. So uh, Megan Mascaro. Yeah, I know her. She's yep. from Movie Chat. Hi, Megan. Um, she asked, Hi, Megan. because you had all of these, uh, we'll say, you know, heavy trials, uh, mm-hmm. do, she says, little things like money or food not stress you out as much? Megan, that is a great question. Uh, yeah, thank you for asking that. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, that was one of the things I think that changed in me. I, I am very much a planner plotter. Mm. Um, and, and I can, can really spend a lot of time focusing on the details. And I will not say that that's all gone away. Sure. But um, I think what it did is I went through all those trials. It made me realize, stop and think about what are the most important things? You know, the most important things being my relationship with the Lord, most important things being my wife and my children, uh, most important things being the people in my life that are dear to me. Mm. Uh, so it really helped me to reprioritize to a large degree. And I'm not saying I always get it perfectly, but uh, it, it was a, a wake up call for me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that's something that, uh, once again, you're right. It's a great question, Megan. I, I appreciate it. Cause that was a great question. I, I think that it's something that, especially right as Christians, like the Bible is pretty clear about um, uh, the birds, you know, having their, their, their food and, and the mm-hmm. flowers of the field are clothed. And yeah. um, so yeah. in the same context for us, but I struggle with that for sure. Like that's something that I internally struggle with. And I'm, I'm a planner as well. And so um, I, I like to have things really all laid out. And then somewhere that specifically um, I think it's been hard to like manage and, and think through is from a business mm-hmm. perspective. So we just started a business Mm -hmm. and like how much of the business do I like say, all right, Lord, you take it and and you run it. And then how much of that is me being lazy and not doing, you know, like, like, where's that line, you know? (laughs) And so that's somewhere that that I've seen it recently where I'm like, all right, where, where is the faith and where is the hard work and and what's the the middle ground? (laughs) That's that's like me sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes. (laughs) No, that's that actually is a really, really good question. Um, you know, I, I think again, if you're a planner and a plotter uh, and you're type A, then it's great because you're organized, you're setting goals. I've always been very goal oriented, mm. setting goals and you're working towards them. Um, and one of the things, and, and I, I, you know, just talking about trust earlier, I, I tell you one thing that happened and I'll tell you another thing that I experienced. Um, when I was, had my first meeting with the oncologist about the uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, I met with uh, my doctor and uh, 
first time it ever met her. And she's going through, you have diffuse, large cell, type B, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It started up in your clavicle area, spread through your gut, it's all, all over. Uh, and she said, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty aggressive. And I mm. said, well, how aggressive? She goes, very aggressive. Mm-hmm. She goes, you're in stage four. Wow. I said, oh, okay. I said, so what's my prognosis? And she goes, well, let me tell you, we need to do some additional tests. She says, when we went, we took some biopsies. We took samples of your lymph nodes, looked at that, but we need more material. We want to do some additional testing. I said, she says, I don't want to say just yet. I said, well, but what's your sense? She goes, well, I really need to do some additional testing. I really, well, me being me, I said, so, but what's your prognosis? Mm-hmm. So finally, finally she said, well, again, I think we need additional testing, but my sense is maybe 50, 50. Mm. And with that, uh, I tried to catch my breath. I think there's a 50% chance that I'm going to be gone mm. soon. Uh, I looked over at Chris, she was crying and she's not a crier. Mm. And, uh, it shook me to the core. And so she said, by the way, she says, we're not sending you home. We're going to send you directly across the street. You're going to start your chemo treatments today. And we're going to give you, you treatments that last 24 hours a day for five straight days. She goes, I know it's a lot, but I want to try to get on top of this thing. Mm. So when I, I got to the hospital, my mind was spinning. And um, I next day, I had a friend come visit me to the hospital, two, two friends, Ken and his wife, uh, Lynn Kirkner. And uh, they sat and I was sharing, listen, if I'm dying, I was thinking, I got to do this. If I'm dying, I think I got to do that. And if I'm dying, I, I got to. And if I'm dying, I'm looking over at Ken and he's squirming in the seat. He's thinking, I didn't come prepared for this. I just thought he was sick. I didn't know he was dying. Right. So I, that night thought about it and I thought, man, what I just put him through was terrible. Mm. And I prayed that night. I said, Lord, if you're getting ready to bring me home, I pray for three things, Lord. I pray you give me peace. Help me to accept this. Mm. Secondly, I pray just take care of Chris and Tim and Jen family and, and last lord just just help me to finish strong mm. help use me however you can whatever time i have left and that was my prayer yeah and i, I gotta tell you that next morning i had peace like i've never had mm. in my entire life but i want to tell you the other side of the story other side of the story is the company I, I have a company that developed continuing medical education programs for physicians um, I had it for 25 years. I've been in the healthcare industry for 40 and uh, had a very successful period. And we were one of the highly respected companies in the medical education field. Sadly, uh, when Chris had her accident, I decided to retire, come home, try to take care of Chris, the fellow who took my place, made some changes, mm. did some things differently company started struggling and suddenly the company started going into a tailspin Mm. and as they went into the tailspin i kept praying and said lord i know this is your company it's not my company if if 
if you're getting ready to close the company, help me to accept it. But Lord, just 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 help me help me to 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 embrace whatever you have planned. Just help me do my part, whatever that is. Mm. And I pray, just give me peace, Lord. I had no peace. Mm. And I prayed again, that same prayer, and I had no peace. And I prayed again, I had no peace. And eventually, we got things started to get things turned around. Things started to get better. I sold the company, but. My point is that I look back on that and I realize when I thought I was dying of cancer, there was nothing I could do about it. Mm. And so I just gave it to the Lord. When there's things you can do about it, sometimes what you do is you say, Lord, I'm giving this to you. Then you take it right back mm. and say, I can do this. I can do that. I can do that. Mm. I used to lay there awake at night with my mind stressing over mm. things I've got to do. And so to answer the question, I think, the balance that we all have to strike is making sure that we do the best we can possibly do yes. that we're seeking God in the process and, and giving the outcome to him, whatever it is, even mm -hmm. if it's not what we want. And that's not always easy, especially if Dan, you say you're type A and very driven as well. You know, you and I, we're the kind of people that struggle with that. Yeah. So it's, it's a challenge for me. But it's, I've learned that's what I have to strive for. And I'm still trying to learn how to, to do that and give it over to God on a regular basis. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I was just going to say, you know, um, I don't know how God does it, but when I pray, I go, like, God, guide me to the right people. And he does. I'm like, how do, I oh, don't yeah. even know how oh, he does yeah. it. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. There's no question. Yeah. And I, and There's I've, so I've, many times in my prayer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I said this in the past to Ben, but I've used Ben as an example for for that childlike faith, because because there yeah. are things that to me I'm like ah, that's never happening, Ben, and he's like well, I, it it probably will, and I'm like oh well okay, yeah. <laughs> just complete belief <laughs> um, and yeah. you know just unshakable belief, which I think is something to aspire yeah. to. Um, Absolutely, for sure. So uh, Colleen Bauer, one of our, uh, I think Colleen's watched every show so And far. Riley Bauer's daughter. Hello, Colleen. Yeah, Colleen is uh, the mom of Riley. Yeah. Right? Yep. And so she had a question that I think is interesting as well. And she was saying that basically in, in the midst of trials, uh, it's easy to respond, you know, God will provide, and, and I, I trust that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But she asked, how do you deal with, the guilt of the times you you maybe in your heart don't don't trust or don't believe and, and then afterwards you think wow like oh how did i not trust or how did i believe like how do you deal with that guilt in that process good question Colin. yeah yeah that that's a really good question thank you for asking it yeah i i think you know we are all human and, and god says that we are god's workmanship creating christ jesus to do good works guys planned in advance but the fact that we are workmanship you look at the different people in the bible none of them are perfect when they, they start and mm. none of them are perfect at the end but the, but they're growing they're growing and and i think that that's sort of the answer is there are going to be times where we're going to struggle we're going to seek god and we're going to say god why why is this happening to me and, um, lord what am i supposed to do and lord i i'm scared of of mm. where this is going yeah. And um, and I, I think, you know, the, the Bible says, do not be anxious about anything. Oh, yeah. I love everything. that Bible verse. 
Yeah, and Ben, you you just said you love that, but you know, uh, we're supposed to give it all to, over to the Lord. But you know, the thing I think about is I think of I think of Jesus when he was in the garden. Mm. You know, he said he asked his, his buddies. He says, "Pray with me. Pray with me," because yeah. he was th- he knew what was coming. He knew that he was about to take all the sin of the world on himself. He knew that um, he was going to be nailed to the cross and mm. he was going to be whipped and all the things that were coming. Um, but then he said, but not my will be yours, Lord. Mm. And I think the, the, the lesson for me in that is that we're going to have anxious moments. I think the, the, the trick is when we have the anxious moments mm. to admit them, to seek the Lord and say, Lord, help me with this. I'm really struggling. Help me with this. And we shouldn't feel guilty about having the anxiety or having the, the moments where we, we feel afraid. Uh, but the trick is to make sure that we're seeking God in the process. Yeah. And, and ultimately trusting that, okay, you've got this, Lord. You've got this. Absolutely. Uh, and it's, it's all part of our growing process. And we're all in the process of growing. It will be throughout our lives until we go home with the Lord. Mm. Yeah. That's so true. That's so I, I true. like that. That that's a great quote. Um, you know, like when I had COVID, I was going through a hard time, and I was just like, "What am I gonna do?" God said, "Read the Bible," and He taught me to read, uh, "Be anxious for nothing." And I was like, "I needed that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have a similar experience. This was way before COVID, but I was I was working in a camp setting, and it was the first time that I was in like direct leadership. And, like, it hit me hard because in the past it had always been, like, me and somebody else. And so I could always lean on the other person if, like, things weren't going well or whatever. And the first time that it was really just me, I was like, oh, man, like, this stress is so different. Um, I, and I was brought to the same the same verse in, in Philippians. I believe it's Philippians 4, 6, yeah. I believe. Um, and, you know, be anxious for nothing. With um, thanksgiving, with right, gratitude. With thanksgiving, I think, is the key part there, which which people kind of skim over that. But yeah. it's presenting your 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 prayers to the Lord sure. with thanksgiving, like being yeah. thankful yes. for those those anxieties, those stresses. Um, and that that's something that, that uh, I think I still struggle with, and I don't know I'll ever have complete control or power over but i'll I'll give that to the lord and and let him you know and the spirit fill me we just got another comment in uh yeah we did so there's some some good comments happening in the in the comment section i appreciate that for sure yeah all all our fans are very appreciated yeah (laughs) yeah thanks for tuning in everybody yeah uh so to change gears just a bit um, I wanted to ask because you had mentioned that you know you you had started this company and you had ran mm-hmm. it for uh, you say 20, 25 years. Twenty five years. Yeah, right. Twenty five. Yep. Um, and so as, as we have just kind of em- embarked on this journey ourselves, uh, what's something that you now know that you wish someone had told you at the beginning of the the business process? Ah, uh, good question. Um, well, t- I tell you. Two things. One that I didn't know, but a, a good friend of mine who had his own business suggested to me and says it's really helpful to put together a business plan before you start your business mm-hmm. or as you're starting, but preferably before you start. And and the business plan focuses on, you know, what is your focus going to be? How are you going to distinguish yourself from other people who offer the same service? Um what uh, resources do you need? 
thinking about uh, income cash flow, uh, thinking about uh, uh, the, you know all the things that you need to sort of think through as you plan this business, mm-hmm. and you, you map it out as best you can. And you never get it exactly right, but it gets you thinking about things before you get there. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I didn't really understand, came to understand as we got into the business, was the whole issue of cash flow. Wow. I had a sense of how much business I thought I could bring in the first year and how quickly it would come in. And it was reasonably accurate on, on that. Uh, we got a lot of business fairly quick. I was very fortunate. God blessed me in so many ways as I started this business. One of the blessings was uh, I, I connected with my, I used to report to the president of another company I worked for in the UK mm. and uh, the president's husband got talking with me and uh, that conversation led into a partnership and he had all these medical societies that uh, uh, that he had a relationship with. But uh, so we used we decided to partner with the medical societies since i was a new business nobody knew the company that i had just started because it was brand new so it brought in a lot of business fairly quickly the thing i hadn't anticipated was the payment issue mm. and i was getting a lot of business in and people weren't paying me. i had uh, some of these grants mm. that we were working on we had three four hundred thousand dollar grants wow money was money was pouring out and we weren't getting any money in mm-hmm. and we got six months six months into it and uh, chris and i knew when we made the decision to start the business we said if this thing fails we're probably going to have to start all over again sell the house and start all over again mm-hmm. and we thought we were at the brink of that very thing um so prayerfully i, I sought the lord and i said lord I, I don't understand this. I said, if, if you're if you're getting ready to close the business, I said, I prayed to you. I asked you if you really felt I should start mm-hmm. the business. And I really felt you leading, yeah. sense you leading to start it. I said, but now it looks like it's about to close. If you are, help me to accept it. And the very next day I got a check. But mm, the which was an answer to prayer. But the thing thing I want to bring up is is you got to think about the cash flow issues as well. And that for me, at least that was something I hadn't really thought through. Yeah. Yeah. When we started this whole process, one of my like biggest advantages in discussing this with the family was once we start the business, it's not like we're, we're renting office space or we have employees or so, you know, like there was no uh, overhead in the sense of, which is huge. Right. It's so huge. Um, which has been a big blessing because we've talked about with COVID and, and Ben does a lot of speaking in schools. That's kind of the primary uh, mm-hmm. employer at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. With COVID, m- more schools are concerned about assemblies and having you know gatherings of students. And so for a little bit, we were concerned as to how that would affect us and, and would we see you know even any schools this second half of this year or the beginning of this school year. And uh, I, w- I had just responded to my parents. I was like, we have things we can do as a company if we don't go into schools, we can you know practice this, we can do that, we can do this. And fortunately, since we had no expenses, it didn't matter if we didn't have that coming in. Um, but, but I want to get to a place in which we could maybe employ someone that could go to schools with Ben and could kind of do some of that more micromanaging position work. And once we get there, 
we have that blessing of kind of starting where we don't have expenses so that we can get to a place where as we get expenses, we, we've got some of that figured out, which is good. So I, I appreciate yeah. that advice for sure. That That's key. For yeah. And the hardest, hardest part is the first couple of years when you're, when you're launching something, it's, it's, you know, the further down the road you get, the more you learn and the, and the, and the more established you become. So it's, it's not fighting for every day yeah for sure sure. yeah sometimes i'm up late nights and doing some stuff for the company getting more schools Uh uh ben likes to work those weird hours but you know that's where when you're motivated you're motivated right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, christian vogel said something yeah it's true christian christian vogel is watching which we always appreciate um, hey Christian. Hey Christian. Uh, he had a, a question that I liked, and, and first I'll give him the shout out, Christian. You're you're very right. Uh, I think that faith is not a sprint; it is a marathon, as as Christian mentions in wow. his comment. Uh, but he says that help from our brothers and sisters is also super instrumental in those times of of faith. Um, mm. But his question is: any thoughts on how to balance donating versus versus investing? Which I think is a very Ooh, interesting question. good question, Christian. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, that's that's a good question. Yeah, I, I think, uh, first of all, it starts with a mindset that, I mean, everything that we have, everything, you know, we have, whether it be monetary or anything else, is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. So we got to look at it in terms of how we uh, can best use that and seek God in the process. You know, I think it's something to pray about. And, uh, and so, and I think, you know, from a financial responsibility standpoint, it's good to save for your future and uh, for the time when the time comes that mm-hmm. you will retire, or if you have some unexpected expense that comes up and being able to, to manage that. Uh, but you also, to the degree that you can need to, to give generously yeah uh, particularly to those areas where god is at work yeah wow. uh so i hope i've answered uh, christian's uh question but yeah. uh, it's a good question and it's uh one i think it needs to be considered prayerful yeah for sure i think i think the heart is a big component to that uh, I, I think yeah. Jesus is pretty clear in, in some of the parables and examples that he talks about. But um, I always think about the one woman who gave, you know, the two pennies, if you will, as opposed to the bag of money. Um, and and the, the idea behind that being she gave all that she could. Um, and that had more value than someone who just took pocket change and said, oh, I'll, I'll give this because look at me. Um, and you know what else is cool? I like the, um, the parable son. It was, reminds me of like, Oh, can I have all your money, Dad? And then he spends it all, and then he goes in and pig eats like pig. Yeah, food, you're right. And then he, he goes back and he sells, celebrates. Yeah, right. He wastes all that money, but then when he comes home, the father still celebrates him, right? That's yeah. That's a very, very good example of us. We all do that yeah. a little bit in many different ways. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a good a good question and a good topic, and and I'll give our our older brother a little shout out. Um, I stole his uh, budget spreadsheet one time, and it still had his like info in it. And I was gonna, you know, fill my info in or whatever. And so while deleting his stuff, I saw that he uh, was super intentional about tithing on his gross income, not on his net income. And I mm. thought that like that small differentiating 
thing there showed more about his heart than I think anything did. Yeah. Because it's so yeah. easy, right, to say, well, I only actually got this much money, so I'm only going to tithe on that because that's really what I got, as opposed to saying, yeah. you know, this is what I earned, this is what it said that I earned, you know, then goes to taxes, but I have to take from that and give to the Lord. And I thought that was, you know, really showed his heart in that situation. I, I appreciate that about him for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, and I would add that I think that uh, giving goes beyond money too. Yes. It's, I think it's all, it's all about having a heart of love and caring for yeah. others, whether it be through monetary help or us being quick to jump in and yeah. help somebody when they need it in whatever form that takes. So true. And that's why they do offerings at church. I mean, I like that. Yeah. Um, I think the churches really help each other out. And I think that's what we need. Yeah. And I, and I think Ben, you're a pretty good example of, of, of Mr. Fulmer's point in which uh, you don't have these vast riches in which you can donate, but you have time and you often do give your time. I do. I volunteer at hands and service, for example, yeah. they are a great organization for Calvary. Um, they do a lot of stuff and we talk about it. Calvary continue what Jesus started. And yeah. I feel like we need to use that model yeah. And um and then the next question, can we just so you know. actually, Ben, I hate to do this. I know, but we we've crazily got to our our end time here. So what we what <laughs> I like to do, Mr. Fulmer, is I like to kind of give the last couple minutes to our guests and just leave the 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 soapbox, if you will, open um, for anything that's <laughs> kind of on your heart that you want to share. Um, so you know, we'll we'll leave the last couple minutes to you, and then and then we'll wrap it up. And crazy, our our hour is done. Okay. Do you want me, you want me to, yeah, to wrap yeah, it's, up? Yeah, it's all the okay. floor is yours. Yeah, no, I, I just, I mean, just in closing, I would say, um, you know, I, I've, I'm so thankful for the Lord and, and the Lord's role in my life. I'm so thankful that he is constantly teaching us, reaching us, uh, refining us. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am so thankful for so many things and and for anybody that's gone through a really difficult time uh i would just ask that you just seek the lord with all your heart and mm. and know that he loves you with all his heart yes. and wants to be there for you mm. and uh, so i would like to close with that because to god that's where all the glory belongs amen, amen. that's great and if you want to go get Mr. Fulmer's book, it's on Amazon. Yeah. And if you have any other questions, please email it to me. Yeah. Or if you want to reach out to Mr. Fulmer, you can go buy his book. Yeah, so what we'll do is we always uh, leave a history of our guests on our website. So we'll have a little blurb about uh, Mr. Fulmer on there, and I'll add a link to his Amazon book on there as well. So you can always find that on the website. Uh, Mr. Fulmer, thank you so much for thank being on our show. Thank you very much. Thank really you. Appreciate it. I mean, God would have just said, bring this guy on. I was yeah. like, okay. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's exactly what we wanted and needed. Um, and, and it was a great conversation. So thank you so much. It was, a, it was an honor being here. We we'll love it. We'll thank love you. It. All right, Mr. Fulmer, we will talk to you later. Okay. God bless you guys. You as well. Have it done? Yeah, okay. Got it. Oh, I was going to say something. Oh. Right. So, uh, thank you everybody for watching. We really appreciate you uh, okay. hopping on the show. Thank you for bearing with us with any crazy uh, 
sound yeah. or uh, camera stuff we got going on. It's all as as you know from last week. This is show two of our new set, uh-huh. so we are uh, working with sound. I you know I was editing the video for last week and saw that Ben was so quiet. Yeah, and then I'm sure at the beginning of this one I was quiet. So we're, we're yeah we're still adjusting. We're still adjusting. Yeah. Um, but as the show progresses, we desire to continue to provide quality content. That has been my mantra. Um, there's enough mediocre stuff. Oh on yeah, the internet absolutely. To provide something of quality. So Dan, did you hear about February eighth? What? What's happening on February eighth, Ben? We have a special guest. Oh yeah. Mike Dempsey, and he oh. might have a few couple of NFL players coming on. Because where is he going to be? In L.A. At the Super Bowl. At the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So we are going to find out who the players are. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be a surprise. We'll probably know the day of. But um, if you want to tell your friends to tune in that day. Um, yeah, but what, what's different about that day as opposed to other days? It's a Super Bowl week. Right, but but is Mike going to be at 730? It's actually going to be at 7 or whatever earlier. Yeah, so so we're going to have it. It's, it may be 630, so keep your eyes on those social media platforms. Um, we're, we're talking to Mike. He basically he has this kind of open forum where people are coming in and talking to him and bringing him on shows. And so we got lucky enough to to pull him in and talk to him. Uh, hope, we're hoping for a full hour, but it may look look closer to something to six thirty to seven thirty. Um, so tune in for that, and uh, we'll make sure that all the social medias have those updates. Absolutely, um, and, and our website for sure will have that update. And 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 we don't know who's NFL player is going to be on. It'll be a surprise. Yeah. So once again, uh, thank you everybody for watching. Oh. We really appreciate that. Ben's got something else. What's I was going to say we have our next couple of guests lined up. We have yeah. um, we have a special guest coming in the next couple of weeks. I mm-hmm. can't tell you; it's a secret. Well, it's already on the website, isn't it? And Rob Decker's coming on oh. in the next couple of weeks, it's but we have somebody else. I, should I say it now? Yeah, should I keep sure. it? Reese Steinberg, um, the NFL agent, is going to be on yeah. in a couple of weeks, and Regina from Pensbury is going to yeah. be on. So I'm pretty excited. Um, I'm hoping to get some more other guests and. Um, don't forget to go to the Dine for Donate this Sunday at New yep. Britain Inn in Chalfont. Yep. Uh, so go support Eagles Autism Challenge. And I'm just going to end with my quote, guys. Having autism is really not a bad thing. It doesn't characterize who we are. Everybody is unique and special, just like a rainbow. I want to thank Mr. Fomer. I want to thank everybody. And I love you guys and be kind out there. Good night. <laughs>